What about Vietnam? A podcast with Gary Newsom. The series where Curry talks with travelers about their experiences and adventures. Find out more about Vietnam from the people who have actually been there. What about Vietnam? Whether it's adventure, exploring the culture and cuisine, shopping, or just soaking up the sun. Let Carrie and her travellers pave the way for a magical holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Xin and welcome to What About Vietnam. Today we're going to take a real fun adventure in Hanoi. And we're going to be experiencing something with a lady named Fleur Sharp. And it's a foodie episode, believe it or not. It's a crazy, crazy fun story and I couldn't let it go. I couldn't let Fleur go without telling this story because I think what it did for me originally was just open up my mind and I'm hoping yours too, just about the things that you will do on a holiday that is a little bit left field, is a little bit adventurous, risky, a little bit dangerous, uh, because it just all adds to the the momentum of your trip, your storytelling, you're walking away going, wow, that was crazy, but it was fun. It was just heaps of fun. Fleur is no stranger to food. She runs her own online programs where she specializes in uh, courses in recipes and learning how to use the thermomix. So if you want like to know more about those, you can reach out to her on uh, the episode notes links as I'll have everything there for you to access her directly and book those courses. Today's episode, as I said, is a crazy adventure with a very fun lady as she shares with us uh, just what happened one lunchtime in Hanoi with her husband when they took on a, a very very adventurous food journey. Please welcome Fleur to the program. Fleur, welcome to the What About Vietnam podcast. Great to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to tell you about my adventure. <laughs> well, it's funny, uh, adventures can come in all forms. And I have to say the adventure that you spoke about uh, when we last chatted just blew me away. So I'm going to let you tell my listeners what your adventure entailed. Maybe that's not the right word I should be using. <laughs> but in Hanoi, you decided to take up quite a gastronomic uh, adventure, I would call it. So let, let's hear all about it. Oh, well, it, it was an adventure, that was for sure. And I was even a bit nervous as a pretty hardcore foodie. And I'm, I pretty much say yes to everything. When my husband first floated this idea of going to this snake restaurant just a little way out of um, Hanoi, I was a bit like, oh, it, like it's one of those things that sounds great in theory, but when you're actually confronted with doing it, it took me back. But I was like, when am I ever? When am I ever in my life going to be back here and be able to go to a snake restaurant? So I just went, look, let's just do it. I steeled myself with a bottle of French champagne. I got it on the way and I just was like, let's let's let this crazy thing roll. Um, so it wasn't planned as part of our trip. Um, okay. In fact, the whole trip wasn't particularly well planned. It was a bit of a last-minute thing. 
And um, so we're we're in we're in Hanoi. Uh, what never is this? Uh, this was I was three. It was actually three years ago this week. So not the best time to be there. It was hellishly hot. Like yes. oh my god! Like coming from Queensland, I'm kind of used to the heat, but this is whole other level heat. <laughs> And humidity, you just, just suck the life out of you, kind July. of. July, yeah. So what, what? You know, what do we do? And we're wandering around. I don't know what's that lake in the middle of Hanoi in the old end center there. The Hokkien Lake. Yeah, yeah. and we or were having lake. that's it. Well, we're having one of those beautiful egg coffees, oh, and yes. and then David said, "Let's." I've just been doing some research and found this restaurant that I think um, Anthony Bourdain had mentioned in one of his his adventures to, and I think it was the same trip that he met up with Barack Obama in Hanoi and they had that famous dinner. And Anyway, so he recommended it. So I went, oh, okay, I'm sold. Let's go. So um, off we go. It's about 5Ks. It's called the Hung Snake Restaurant and it's about 5Ks outside of the um, the old quarter. Um, and off we, off we trot. Um, I don't think we had a booking at all I think we just knocked on the door and it was about midday and they, they obviously midday you went you went midday midday yeah so we went we went with for the lunch. champagne yeah with a bottle of champagne under my arm and they obviously weren't expecting us or anybody to be honest because we had to wake them up they were all lying on the floor because it was so hot <laughs> under the fans we had to wake them up it was so funny and then they were like they were on like in a heartbeat they were like come in welcome and basically the premise is that you you choose your snake you cho- you choose a snake and you pay for the whole snake, I think you can pay by the kilo, but we were like, we were, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound, let's buy the whole snake, right? So we chose a cobra for no other reason that I think it was the most expensive and the fattest. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't there some story that goes with the cobra, but I heard that it was had extra kind of virile tendencies or something about it. It's like the King Kong. Oh, yeah. Like the cobra comes with its own marketing message, 100%. Mm. And I'll I'll tell you more about that. So we choose our poor cobra who has been caught in the wild. These these people that have been doing it, they're fourth-generation snake catchers in the wild. So that's what this, this, the owner who was actually the son of the owner, so he was fourth-generation, his name was Dragon. Not sure whether that was his stage name or his actual name, but it was Dragon. And he talked us through it. So we chose our cobra and then obviously the cobra had to, you know, meet its maker. Um, so to distract us while that happened, they did a bit of a snake show. So I know you, you're not a fan of snakes, so this would no, have completely freaked you out. Mm-hmm. But they get the snake out and they do this kind of snake magic kind of thing and it was like, that was fun and terrifying at the same time. I um, hope by now you're having the champagne. Oh, yeah. Like I was having right, it in the so cab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you have to have a few champagnes by this stage just to 100%. take that show in. Okay. Yeah. So, so then they sit us down and the show begins and Dragon presents every course to us. So it was a, basically a 12-course degustation of cobra. Now, I'm a like I love food. I'm pretty adventurous, bit of a foodie, studying gastronomy. So I kind of like I've had some really great meals in my life around the world. I think there's a reason why cobra hasn't taken off as a gastronomic thing <laughs> because 
<laughs> I read the reviews on TripAdvisor and everyone's going, oh, this is a great restaurant. This is fantastic. I'm like, I don't remember a single flavour with the exception of two. Like it, it was just a lot of it was deep fried. But you've got to go. Don't let me put you off. Like you've got to go. But right. they come out, the first thing they do is that they give you, well, because I was with my husband, they gave it to him. It was the still beating heart of the mm. cobra in a shot of vodka and he had to down it. And the thing was, you know, if you if you drink it while it's still beating, it it, it gives you longevity and you know long you, life and you're yeah. bulletproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's another shot of vodka with this bright green, like nuclear green liquid in it, which is the bile, mm, which was for that. me. <laughs> oh, God, it's like, did you oh, hold your nose? I did. Oh. I was just like, oh. oh. Anyway, I was just like, okay, it's a shot of vodka. Down it goes. But it was it was like bile. It was pretty bitter. It wasn't pleasant. But you know that was my first, and it was pretty much all downhill after that. Oh, with the exception of one one thing, my husband got because um, there was only one. He got to eat the penis, and there was this whole oh, story. For him. <laughs> there was this whole story <laughs> around you know what eating a cobra's penis will do for a man, and you know you know this this hung the the owner. He was totally into it. Totally believed his own PR, and um, we bought into it too, to be honest. So we, we we ate that. And then it proceeded with dish after dish after dish of different parts of this poor cobra, which we had no hope of eating, like, in its entirety. In fact, I think Hung's like, family ate very well for the next week of the leftovers. <laughs> but, like, do you add salt and pepper or has it got herbs and spices? Yeah. Yeah. There was one that was very much like Kentucky Fried Cobra. It was, right. yeah, and it was off the bone. It was like backbone and it was all kind of spicy, crunchy and all that stuff. And then there was one that was kind of like spring rolls and one that was in a salad and, yeah, and then it was a blur to me. Oh, God. Uh, so it was pretty. it was pretty funny. And then the champagne ran out and they bought out a bottle of uh, Vietnamese vodka and there's a reason why it's $4.50 a bottle. It's it's pretty rough and pretty ready. Rough. Mm. But after what we'd been through, it was like, you know, what whatever. But it was it was certainly an experience. And then and then they took us down to where they keep all the snakes, the snake boxes, which would have completely freaked you out. So we went oh. down, we got down this, you know how they do in Vietnam, those tiny rickety wooden staircases that go yeah. around and around and around. So it was like going into the into the bowels of hell. And then we went down and we we, we went out to sort of the garden where there was all these boxes, wooden boxes full of snakes. And um, they explained to us, you know, that when they go out into the long grasses that to find snakes, that's where they bring them back to. And that was when um, the dragon's father arrived. And I think his name was actually Hung, the Hung. And he was the original Hung. <laughs> Do you reckon? Well, ate a lot of penises to be called hung or? <laughs> oh, my God. I just is there any together. correlation? How did I miss that? Of course. Um, just, <laughs> I don't know where I went to with that, but I just thought hung so penises, funny. you know, like, oh, my God. Well, the, the problem with hung is he'd been doing it for so long. He only had three and a half fingers left. So because he, yeah, he literally had virtually no fingers left, this this old man, well, he looked like an old man. I said to David, look, he's probably 45, but he looked 85. <laughs> Did he have like 25 children or something yes, because of all these families? Yeah, 
huge families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's worn out, obviously. Clearly. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. And, and like, did they speak at all about the poisonous side of things or? Well, no, they, they sort the of. Venom. They said that that, that was come removed. The way that they the way that they kill it means that that doesn't go through any of the flesh, so it's done pretty well. And you know, from what I understand, no one's died yet. So, talk to us a little bit, Fleur, about you, you went at lunchtime. So, mm-hmm. was this kind of like twelve, one o'clock, and then like how long did you actually spend out there? We went about midday from memory and, you know, 12 courses take some time and we're, so we were still there sort of come late afternoon, early evening and a, a lovely American couple came from Texas and we sort of pulled up a chair with them and kept, uh, you know, they didn't do the full 12 courses. Um, so we ended up meeting some really lovely tourists and um, we shared a cab back into into Hanoi with them, which was lots of fun. We shared a bo- the bottle of vodka with them. Um, so we were there pretty much the whole afternoon and it was like the most incredible experience. I remember telling you about it. Like I still glow about it, even though it wasn't like a real foodie foodie experience it was a fantastic all-round adventure and you're right in saying that I mean first I would put it down to maybe a dare that you know as a backpacker or something and a whole heap of guys and girls etc might might go and do but when I spoke to you and because you you're a sophisticated lady uh, you know, you're well-educated uh, in food and all this type of thing. That's why I was fascinated. I was thinking, my God, she was game enough to do it. Uh, I definitely couldn't go there just because I can't stand reptiles and I certainly can't stand snakes. But the fact that it is an experience you can have in Vietnam, I really wanted to have you on the show to share that with people, to say, look, you can go as wild as you like, you can be as adventurous as you like. I've got proof. I'm talking to this lady. It's 2021. She survived it. (laughs) She's here to tell the the tale and she had a fun time. You know, you've walked away with saying it was a great experience. Was it expensive? Uh, well, the way we did it, it was, <laughs> which is by well, you started snake. with the French champagne, so it was, you know, <laughs> it, it kicked off with a good start. Uh, yeah, that was. It's the cobra was about. Uh, I think you pay by the kilo. I think we paid about two hundred and fifty US for it. Wow! But we could have easily that could have easily fed six to eight people with that. We didn't need to do it that way. And the the other um, couple that came in, they were just ordering a few dishes. You weren't killing a whole snake just to feed them. So you don't have to do it that way. But um, I'd say if you're adventurous and you want a good story to tell and good pictures to take to take home and add to your photo book, it's, it's certainly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, I'd highly, highly recommend it. You'd highly recommend it. Well, that's good to know. And I think, you know, because we talk about going to Vietnam and some people get a little bit concerned about some of the species of animals <laughs> that yeah. can get dished up. I mean, would you agree with me? You've got to kind of go with an open mind, haven't you? Everywhere you go over the world. Like I don't fi- I, I actually don't I don't think you've got any business travelling if you're not up for experiencing 
and and saying yes to things. I mean, not taking stupid risks, but come on, don't go to Paris and order a burger or order, you know, you know, so don't go to Vietnam and expect to eat hotel food all the time. Get out there and try something new. Push your boundaries. Um, mm. So that's the whole point of travel for me, I think. And certainly uh, a Cobra at 250 US, that's that's a fairly big swag of money for Vietnamese uh, in mm. Vietnamese terms. So as you say, uh, lucky that um, his virility could afford his wallet because, you know, <laughs> if he's got all those kids and that big family, he would need 250 US, I guess, to spend it. I mean, mm-hmm. what was the... What was the ambience of the place? Talk to us a little bit. Like, was terrible. A, oh, terrible. Was it, was it really basic? It was, was it? Yeah, it was like plastic chairs, but that's like how it is there. That's, um, that's everywhere. Good. All I really cared about is it was air conditioned because stupidly we went in July, so yeah. it was air conditioned and middle of the day. Yes, but it there was an enormous stuffed snake that was that was that decorated that sort of hung over us. So it was, I don't know what sort of snake it was, but it was ginormous and it was stuffed and it was it was there. So that was kind of the backdrop of it. You were immersed in a, a snake nirvana. Mm, <laughs> yes. Yeah, nirvana. And, like, did you have any concerns about health and hygiene? Because this is another aspect that, mm. you know, people come to me about. How did you feel about that? Uh, you look, that if you know, like I get that from a food point of view, like food safety and all that, and that's what I really find fascinating. Like having worked in food safety here in Australia, and the enormously precautious approach you have to take to food safety here. Um, yet over there, there is literally meat out on the street in the middle of the day in heat, um, and n- n- you know, food poisoning is actually pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to be pretty smart about it but um at the same time I don't you know it 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 wasn't really something that I thought about um too much because there's other ways of making sure that that foods are are properly prepared and stuff and that's probably why they deep fry a lot and they also use a lot of salt for preserving so and that all that all helps um you know, I think I wouldn't go, and I guess this is the point of why we're doing this today, is giving a recommendation. Like if, if we hadn't read the reviews and we hadn't seen that it had been a good experience for people, then we may not have gone. Um, so I think you do your research, but I, I think this this experience in particular is not really for people that are overly precautious. You've, at yeah. some point, you've just got to be all in and take a risk in order to have a great experience. And, but I think that is also true of Vietnam <laughs> as a country. It's not yes. a place for somebody that wants everything in its little box and no predict. Yeah, you know, everything's predictable and planned out. It's probably not the country for you. You need that. No, and I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think you do have to to be realistic. Uh, I mean. People have come to me concerned about the health and hygiene of food because, as you say, you'll go to the markets and there'll be, you know, fresh meat and, you know, fish and and that out on tables. But once you dig in a little bit deeper, and I actually did another podcast with a a chef and uh, in Vietnam and she was saying, but they do two kills a day. So that meat that's out there early in the morning is actually all sold in about two hours, three hours tops. So it's as fresh as you can get. Sure, it's not refrigerated, 
but it's not there for very long before, you know, the restauranters or the, the locals, et cetera, picked it up. And I think uh, the way they cook it and because of the deep frying and the high temperatures, you know, you have got that, as you say, as a safety precaution. But you're right. If you've got a stomach that is a little bit delicate or, you know, some smells or, as you say, rickety chairs and, you know, cobras stuffed on walls and all, all of that's going to uh, upset you. Yeah, don't don't go to a snake restaurant. And I'm glad you mentioned the trip advisors and all the rest of it because I've kind of used the podcast or what I'm doing with the podcast as almost like, like your live trip advisor. So mm. people come on to share their experiences. We're in the middle of COVID and or hopefully we're just coming out of COVID. Let's cross fingers. Let's hope. Um, yeah, and, you know, I'm really loving talking to people about their experiences of Vietnam. So when people do trip plan, if they want to do something adventurous, they can find you and this episode and go, hey, she came out of it with a smile on her face <laughs> and she sounded like <laughs> she had a great time. I think that's the whole whole gist of it for me. Yeah, I think so. And I think there there comes a point where if you continue to keep looking, you can over-research something. Like if it sounds like a good idea and there's people out there that have, have, got, have corroborated that idea and go, yep, it's a good idea, then go with it. Like I think some people can have death by research and they kind of talk themselves out of it. At some point just go, yep, let's give this a go. Look, it's been great to have you on the show, Fleur, and uh, I, I have there's no way I would be sharing this experience with anybody. I won't be taking the recommendation, but more because I can't stand snakes, uh, period, let alone eating them. But um, I I'm just want to make sure your husband and you are, uh, are well and everybody's oh, at yeah. home is yeah, you brought him We're home safe and sound yeah he's still alive he well it, it, if you to give you some context he ran a marathon he ran 42 kilometers a couple of weeks ago maybe it was the snake maybe it was the penis who knew yeah. but <laughs> he's very very well oh that's fantastic Flo. just again thanks for being on the show pleasure thank you for listening Check out the episode notes for more information. What about Vietnam? Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and stay tuned for more fun adventures in Vietnam. What about Vietnam?